Hello and welcome to You Don't Know Lit. My name is Nick Argeris and this week I'm looking for a book recommendation. To help me are two high school English teachers, Ian and Joe. Hi, Nick. I'm Joe. It's America's birthday. As far as we're concerned, you know, for the purposes of this show, it's something like America's 235th birthday. But for the purposes of this show, it's America's fourth birthday. Um, <laughs> it is America four. We are oh, celebrating the birth so of America cute. four. Oh, it's so cute. It's just a little guy. Uh, my, my name is Joe Holshue. I'm a high school English teacher. And this week I brought auxiliary information to supplement the book that Ian actually brought. Uh, it is the 247th birthday of America. Wow. We're getting close to the to the 250th, which is probably something. That's not the bicentennial. It's no, like it's the not. Bi it's not. It's the 50th centennial. I think it's called Almost Done. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 250 good that's ones, That's about guys. it. Okay, here we go. Semi-quincentennial. Semi-quincentennial. I wonder if there's going to be some things around happening. Like, oh, oh here we go. We, oh, good, good news. Good news. There's going to be a, uh, a collectible coin. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Probably some rallies for freedom, did, I would imagine. Either, some things like did that. Did either be. of you... Sorry, I'll introduce myself in a moment. That'd did be either great. of you do, do that thing with the quarters back in the day? Yes. Where they had all the, all the 50 state quarters? They had the big map and, and you had to buy yeah. quarters. Like a new or, or like <laughs> to buy well, I think most people found them. Yeah, we no, were. They we were, were poor, special quarters. We were no, poor, so I just looked for them in circulation. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. The state ones yeah, yeah. when the state ones the state came out. Yeah, the, the state quarters. State yeah, ones. specifically. I was talking about the limited edition gold-plated quarters. <laughs> um, I don't know why that just came to mind, but it's good to know you guys did that. Hello, Nick uh, and Joe and Litheads, one and all. This is America, as Childish Gambino once sang. This is fondly great song, a very patriotic song. Go listen. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking to really get amped up for this beautiful, get into beautiful the place we call America. Yeah. Uh, this week, I'm Dr. Ian Young. Sometimes I teach American literature. I'm definitely from America, so this is why I am talking about America for this week. I brought brought a book about the divisions in our country and regionalism. <laughs> May your earlobes turn into assholes and shit on your shoulders. Hey, the plot doesn't fucking matter at all. This is what I think it's about. If you look closely <laughs> enough, every author was at some point a racist. Audiobooks don't count, right? All art is quite useless. <laughs> who, who, who told you that? Fun fact, that is how Joe laughs. I think, and without having anything prepared, we should go around the room and say one thing that we're, one positive thing about America. Mm. Ooh, I like it. Yep, I think it's great. I do not want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I'll, I'll go first Joe, because I'm afraid it, Ian's going to take mine. You're our local optimist. Why don't you go I first? I am our local optimist. <laughs> I think America is awfully pretty. I think oh, it's awfully beautiful. And there's tons of, I mean, even... There's surprising nature, even in uh, there's beautiful nature, even in surprising places. That's what I have to say about America. Beautiful, even uh, even Ohio, even, Ooh, even no, Ohio. That's actually uh, that's actually been proven scientifically false. <laughs> there's that one. No, this, they got that one place. Um, I'm I'm going to say this. America has a lot of various and interesting culture. Culture. No, hear me out. Yeah, culture. You, you can yeah, totally. you can go to a bunch of different kinds of cultures, kinds of places. Like mm -hmm. if you want that the the frontier, you want the, the old west, you can go there. If you want like coastal rainforest, you can go there. If you want super artsy, if you want um, like old history, 
Like mm. there's a lot in America and it's all in one country. If you can do that in Europe, you got to cross country lines and borders. Maybe some countries are less tolerant of you than others. Mm. In America, it's just like, hey, man, if you got the car to drive across the country, you yeah. can do it. Just go, baby. Well, Ian, you, well, you guys are both big road trippers, um, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like anytime you drive across the country, you can just feel this as you go. Like, it's bizarre yeah. how you can just yep. get in the car and you still, the next time you stop for gas, you're just in a totally different place. Like you were in yeah. a place that feels different than the place that you just were. It's, it's like the different states should be different countries. It is like Bo- that, isn't it? Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get to that idea in a little bit. <laughs> Well, right, Nick, uh, you have to say something very nice about America good uh, choices here. But Nick, uh, what do you what do you like about America? Uh, well, I was going to say Flaming Hot Cheetos, but I think the cheeseburger <laughs> is my favorite thing about America. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you guys really forgot good. about that, didn't you? Yeah, the cheeseburger. Really fabulous local cuisine. You know what? Let's Nick, make it a double. Okay. okay double cheeseburger. Nick, a very different put- sensation, the double cheeseburger, isn't it? You get the whole cheese to meat mouth feel mm, yeah, ratio right. is completely totally different. different um i, I yeah. want to just add one to mine oh um, okay another my second favorite thing about america yeah. is the kfc is that kfc thing where instead of buns they had right. two pieces of fried two meat. chickens yeah sometimes oh, they put donuts on there too and mm-hmm. joe what's your fourth favorite thing since it's the fourth america Ooh, what's okay. your fourth Ooh, favorite thing about america fourth favorite thing about america so okay so the nature the road yeah, trips you got the nature culture flaming obviously. hot cheetos and yeah, che- yeah, double yeah. cheeseburgers and um, Ian's thing. I I like that my family lives here. Oh, it's where every play everybody Kinda. that I love lives here. Yeah. All right. Cop out. Uh, a cop out for a cop out episode. Welcome, litheads, to you don't uh, know lit a weekly or as we call it strongly podcast. Where every week we normally pick a theme or you do, and two high school English teachers, Ian and Joe, bring book recommendations. And just to upset one of them, we pick a winner. And although we're only doing one book today, we're still going to pick a winner. Very cool. Um, because this we like a, to make you feel bad, guys. This is a, a hot new discovery, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, because absolutely. It used to be that cop outs, the stakes were kind of lower. It's like, you know, now whatever. it's more personal. Now it's, it? we're, we're, it's I'm back to being terrified. Profoundly personal. Because <laughs> you could bring a great book and still lose. Is this going to ruin my week? No, we have, we'll see. We'll, we'll find, find out. out. Uh, only time will tell. <laughs> only winning matters. <laughs> we do. Gentlemen, we do have rules to keep us on track, though. Um, Thank God. Rule number one, only unavoidable spoilers today, please. Let's not find out how America ends yet. Oh, uh, rule number two, omit needless words, Joe. You didn't bring a book, so that should hopefully be pretty locked up. Well, and rule number so. three, only winning matters, uh, because we will have a winner. Um, Ian, do you want to give us... Uh, um, I just want to add that, that there are some shadow rules. Fantastic. Um, one representative for every 30,000 until the number shall amount to 100, after which the proportion shall be so regulated by Congress that there shall be not less than 100 representatives, nor less than one representative for every 40,000 persons until the number of representatives shall amount to two. This is the Bill of Rights, and uh, mm, this will take about you. 20 minutes, so buckle in. Right? Okay, very funny. Um, no. Thank you. You. Do you want to take 30 seconds to tell us what your book is about? Because this is a book podcast. <clears throat> this is a book podcast, not guys talking about stupid stuff or a podcast podcast oh yeah let's call it a bo- <laughs> joe's joe, throwing but as you can't see this but joe's dying just about every year or so a new poll comes out that shows just how deep the ideological divides are in america and the message of these polls is more or less it's constantly getting worse 
right? Well, I've got good news and bad news for you guys. This week, I brought a book that argues, no, on the one hand, we've always been super divided. So that's good news. It's not getting worse. It's always been this way. But the bad news is terrible. (laughs) The bad news is we are more divided and more deeply divided than we think. My book this week is Colin Woodard's 2011 text, American Nations, A History of the Eleven Rival Regional Cultures of North America. Oh, all right. Packers, Bears, let's go. I bet that doesn't get any more heated than that. (laughs) As a matter of fact, Nick. Is that in there? No, that's not in there. But he has these like geographical areas and Chicago is what he calls a border town. And um, uh, Green Bay with all of Wisconsin is what he calls part of Yankee land. So the difference between Packers fans and Bears fans is that we have utopian vision for bettering society and they are scum. Just edge, edge <laughs> civilization, <laughs> and, huh? and just Nick, borderland. That's actual science. That is textbook. Oh, yeah. He's a historian. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited to get yep. into this science. Um, <laughs> All right. You know, that's a big topic lately is facts and science. Uh, have you done your own mm-hmm. research today, Ian? Yeah, so I took a lot of ayahuasca before we started this morning. <laughs> You may hear me say some things about vaccines. What the fuck is with every terrible podcast, huh? What? (laughs) Like, what is happening? Uh, We should really, you know, if we want clout, if we want clout, we should say some lies about the world and invite terrible people on. So give us the premise of this book, Ian. What is, um, how, how is this written? Maybe is, is important to know maybe a little bit about the author before the author I is not think the before <laughs> Ian oh. does that. <laughs> I think this is a good momentum, spot to baby. shoehorn in a game that yes. I brought today. All right. And what's the inherent and benefit of this game, Joe? You do have to announce I, that I think the front. game is going to predict what Ian is about to talk about. Oh, I think good. the game is okay. going to lay a fuck okay. about the author. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This game is called Same or Different. And what I've done is I've given you two places, and I am asking you, like, in the 11 regional cultures of the United States, did these two places belong to the same regional culture, or do they belong to different regional cultures? Oh, how fun. Yep, I think so, too. Wisconsin and Chicago, separate. They're a beautiful example, right? Like, if I say Wisconsin and if I say Chicago, you could say different right different. because Wisconsin is separate he has talked about different. Different. no no it's different the game is same or different nick and okay, different. Uh, you should definitely uh, give us an example of the game. all right example idaho and nevada do you think those two places are the same or do you think those two places are different gotta be separate Mm, you would think so, but you're wrong, Nick. Uh, you're doing you're a terrible wrong. job starting this game. <laughs> well, they I are like obviously game. the same. They're both in the far west is the, the west. region yep. that they're he's talking about They're both states we here. try not to think about. And well, okay, so, well hey, I like to think about Nevada. Well, when, when Nick does this, I'll explain uh, like a little bit of the delineations of the far west, unless you have other far west questions. Mm, no, well, let's not ahead. learn too much here, Ian. Okay, okay, I'll hold up. I'll hop. Go, go ahead. Keep playing. Keep playing Beautiful. the game. Let's get the Nick. Tennessee and Kentucky, same or different? Oh, see, this is going to be a trick because they sound like two um, dirty, dirty states from the south. But I bet they're going to be different, like through some sort of thing that I don't know about, like whiskey. I'm going to say different. Oh. Interesting. Um, okay, I, I said the same. Mostly, there are parts oh, okay. of um, there are parts of Tennessee Just that like on lay Jeopardy in a different when they area. Trick questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same mostly. For the most part, these are both categorized as Appalachia. 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 Hmm? 
Mm-hmm. Nick, Atlanta and Miami. Atlanta and Miami. <sighs> Gotta be separate. Nick, congratulations. You've got the first point of this game. They are different. Atlanta is categorized as the Deep South, and Miami is grayed out on his map. And it's like, yeah, this is not really part of America. This is part of the Spanish Caribbean. (laughs) It's not, yeah, it's not really one of the, um, that was one of the most annoying things about this book. He's like, and then um, when he was describing the nations, when we come to Florida, uh, the bottom half of Florida doesn't count. I'm like, what? I wanted to see where Florida landed. Come on. Well, if you've ever been to Miami, you know that it has nothing to do with America. It is its (laughs) own place. Nick. Yeah. San Diego, San Francisco. San Diego, San Francisco, San Diego, San Francisco. I've been to both of these cities and they have an extremely different feel to them. Now they are in the same Ooh, state. Look at you go. I'm guessing that this is, um, this is a, another trick, same state, but different. Nick, mm. you are getting the hang of this game. Different Nick. They are different. Um, San Diego is part of what he calls El Norte, El Norte. And, uh, San Francisco perfect, is part Joe. of the left coast mm-hmm. left coast mm-hmm. left coast is what oh, he calls yep, it the okay. left coast <laughs> does it like compasses san francisco juno alaska nick san francisco juno alaska this seems very odd uh i'll still say they're different i mean i've been to both of those cities i don't think they feel the same mm. he says these are the same they wrong. are both part of the less left coast okay well nick i've just got two more for you <laughs> Well, maybe three more. Nick, New Orleans and Quebec City, Canada. <laughs> New Orleans and Quebec City. New or- Okay, well, Co- Quebec, huh? And that's Quebec. in a different country, correct? It's that's, Canada. That's yeah, country. I told you it's a little bit of Canada in this book. Okay. These two are very far apart. Uh, this feels like a trick question as well. I'm going to mm-hmm. say, um, let's see, what would they have in common? Quebec and New Orleans. Um, probably um, a bead show showing your boobs for beads did they do oh, that in quebec perfect. famously in quebec city uh showing their boobs for beads right. uh these are these are the same nick um, the, the they are solstice. both part of new france and uh the french Ooh. as we know like to flash ah, the for beads. french that's a better connection yeah there, mm-hmm. it, is. there it is um mm-hmm. wisconsin and new hampshire okay you know what? I could see it. I've been to New Hampshire. I've been to all these places. I feel like Johnny mm-hmm. Cash over here. Good for and, you. <laughs> and, um, and I will tell you, driving through New Hampshire, it kind of feels like Wisconsin. It's very kind of like hilly and foresty. And I don't know why, but it does feel like Wisconsin. I'm going to say the same. Nick, they are the same. They are both part of Yankeedom. And my very last question is Memphis, Tennessee. And Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, this is Memphis, great. Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee. A lot of divides down south. So I'm going to go ahead and say different. Yeah. Uh, Memphis, Good. Tennessee is obviously part of the deep south. And Knoxville, Tennessee is obviously part of Appalachia. Nick, Appalachia. I think you did really well. I think, in that Joe, game. I think you're, I think he I think passed. I think it's I think a passing grade. You guys are pretty great, too. Yeah, thank you. Well, we didn't say that. We just said you specifically in this one and instance, you, guys you are did a good job. As, as, as well, handsome and, and, and funny and smart as well. So, so thank you. Wow. Thank you. Uh, Ian, about the book. Um, so the author is, the author is not a, an historian by avocation. He's a journalist. And he's written kind of many, several of these books that kind of do a, a synthesis of um, historical. He calls this a work of cultural geography, which I think is a pretty good frame, phrase for it. Um, but he's written a bunch of other books that are um, focused on kind of movement and trends in the Western Hemisphere, 
the ways that the ways that taking a larger view, a little more zoomed out view of history can give us clues about what's going on in the world today. It's thoroughly cited. He's read a ton of cultural geography theory, done a bunch of his research in previous work. He's also done work with primary sources. So he's looked at the ways that people like voting records from the 1820s. And he said, okay, in the 1820s, these people were voting this way and that betrays their loyalties and allegiances there. So this book has three big hot takes it's putting forward. First, there are 11 separate distinct regional cultures, or as he calls them, nations in America. Can you can you list them? Like I will list them. I will list them in a get, minute. Get, when to, I get, that, to, I wanna, get to that. Keep going. I wanna, Number two. I want to lay out the lay out the three kind of hot takes. The second hot take. hot take: all of these nations exist the way they do because of where they came from, because of who <laughs> was settling them first. Right. Um, and the third kind of relies on these first two. Historical divides between these nations, international divides, are shaping our modern political and social conflicts. So the things that are that are hot button issues today, like social issues, environmental issues, military, <laughs> these are all these can all be traced back to Same the eleven nations was. and their yeah. historical origins. Which, when you say it, when I say it like that, it's I mean it's it's an argument for a historian to have people listen to his history. Right. No, seriously, guys. But I think he makes it, it's a it's a bold claim. But it's not just a list of facts in this book. No, this book. no, no. Yeah. He makes a, a bold claim. And I think for the most part, he backs it up. So I think that the most kind of interesting or, or engaging part of this is the idea of the 11 nations. So I'm going to list yeah. them. French. Um, and if you guys. Uh, actually, it's it's in there. If you guys hear any of these you want to have clarified, I can I can clarify them. for okay, you. OK, great. Excellent. Um, the 11 nations are Yankeedom. The Deep South, the yep. New Netherlands. Yes, Joe. No, he's no, I'm, just I'm counting, counting with his hands. I'm counting okay. three. The New uh, Netherlands. Three. Ian, I, I have a question about the New Netherlands. How big is the New Netherlands? The New Netherlands is very, very, very small and it's pretty, Super still pretty tiny. powerful. It's basically mm-hmm. just New York City mm-hmm. um, and maybe the, the boroughs. But I mean, and definitely the boroughs. But like much of Yankeedom has kind of swallowed what used to be the New Netherlands. So the New Netherlands is... New York City, Manhattan, the boroughs like that's that's it. And uh, it still exercises this outsized influence, even though it's way smaller because it's hugely populated. And um, it's also one of the two American cities. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Forget about it. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I I do. (laughs) I try to. I try to. Uh, The next the next nation in this list, number four, is called Tidewater. Then we have Greater Appalachia, the Midlands, New France, El Norte, the far west, the left coast, and the first nation. Okay. Yeah, so I think some of these are like more immediately understandable than others. Yeah. yeah. Right? So if you say the deep south, we get the deep south. If you yes. say the far west, we get the far west. If you say tide dirty water, Chicago, we get that. <laughs> <laughs> what about tidewater? Yeah, so tidewater is, tidewater is um, basically everything that's kind of um, Virginia, Maryland, and kind of places around that. Um, so like Northeastern, um, Northeastern North Carolina, little pieces of Delaware. It's the area kind of around the Chesapeake. Um, and this is a shrinking, he calls this a shrinking nation because it was super important early on in the U S history. And then gradually it couldn't expand. And so it's being kind of swallowed up by the deep South and by the middle. The deep South is coming for It's like, he's talking about conflict in each of these places. And like, I bet there's, yeah, a lot of them talk about, you know, maybe they're, they're not what they used to be. Right. I bet that's a common thread. 
or they're way bigger than they used to be. Oh, that's my question. So who who are the who are the the growing kind of cultural players? Yeah. Ooh, I hope it's Yankeedom. I hope our guys win. Uh, um, <laughs> Yankeedom. Yankeedom. He says has always been. This is kind of his third. So we'll we'll skip to that third thesis. Yankeedom has it. always kind of been a major powerhouse. Um, and he says there are kind of ba- there have been basically two major uh, historical blocks or federations um yankeedom and uh the new netherlands and the left coast these have kind of kind of been buddies and then on, on the other side you have appalachia tidewater the deep south okay. the south um, <laughs> right so, so the north and, and the his, south. which the one's big, winning but but yeah. okay so this is the thing he's not it's not as simple as north versus south because appalachia right. doesn't always like uh isn't always down with yeah. um the deep south Tidewater isn't always down with the Deep South. They've allied with the Deep South, he says, because there's mm. there's benefit to them. They want to preserve their way of life. But he talks about times during the Civil War where Appalachian soldiers, uh, Appalachian people hated the Deep South so much because of their historical origins that they fought on the side of the Union against. Yeah, like you think really of Appalachia, cool. you think of the South. But he <clears> says <throat> it's not that simple. No. So what you're saying is in this book, you learn that nobody's on the same side. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, I, really the thing. Like the the, the yeah. goal is to st- he he has a lot of these moments where he's like, you've probably been taught that the war of the the um the the Revolutionary War was America versus the British, but in fact, it was six yeah. different wars being fought in different ways for wow. different reasons. Yeah, it just happened at the end that they were all like, okay, yay, the British are gone. But like he says, the Deep South were fighting against the British for one reason, and Yankeedom was fighting for a different reason, and the Midlands for a different reason. So the, the the answer is always it's more complicated than you think. Go ahead. Mark. Yeah, I, well, I think what this book provides, I think the appealing part of you talking about this book is it provides an a graspable amount of nuance is what it feels Ooh, like, I like that. Right? I like that. A graspable amount of nuance because like Very I feel like show. we grew up in a world in which it's like, well, red versus blue, red states, blue states, red states, blue states, and maybe even sometimes you see maps broken down of like red versus blue counties right i think we've all mm-hmm. seen maps like mm-hmm. that right where it's like oh the cities are voting blue and the and the and the outer regions are voting red this feels like the we can't understand america at a county level I, I mean, some people probably do you and i can't understand it at a county level right i feel like i can understand it on a regional level yeah, and I a really, national level. the, the yeah. lines are really appealing yeah I, f- I feel like i'm part of yankeedom like i feel like i'm part of yeah. yankeedom and i feel right. like that's different than midlandum how uh right. how deep is does this book go like how long is it how how thick is this book and and what is the font type uh, and it's like a, is this very like you pick it up you read a chapter at night i'm like wow that's really interesting and you yes, put it down or I, is this like a an in-depth you know cited uh analysis right, that, that, like a library table yeah, with a big dictionary next to you there's a yeah. monk singing out of it you will not you will not <laughs> you will not strain your back reading this book mm. it's a thickish book because he covers all of american history from um, f- like first, first uh, colonial Im- 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 engagement, fourteen ninety two, all the way through um, the the present, or till through twenty ten. So it's got a lot to cover, but he doesn't dwell on stuff too long, and it's very much like you can read a chapter. Each chapter is kind of saying a different thing. It's focused on a different part. So the first several chapters are focused on um, the establishment of each of the nations. The next few chapters are focused on the ways that the nations interact. And the last chapters, the end of the book, the last several chapters are focused on um, the way that these divides have affected kind of culture wars today. 
So we know the U.S., right? We know history. As I read this, I'm like, yeah, okay, these are things that I'm aware of for the most part. He does do some interesting things, interesting things where he says, yeah, like we all thought that um, like we, we've been told that there was only one revolutionary war. But in fact, there were there were six little skirmishes throughout the course of um, the 16 between 1680 and 1770. So he does some of this like you never knew about this historical detail, but a lot of it is familiar history. You don't know historical detail. You don't know historical detail. <laughs> But he's arguing that, first of all, state boundaries are arbitrary. So we have to think about this in terms of these nations. And this is a fantasy vibe. So mm. there is a fantasy oh. thing where like, oh, wait, I'm sure this is a stupid question. Does this book have a map in it? Ooh. Yeah, it does. It does. Oh, of course it does. Oh, yeah, it's like a fantasy so, so like <laughs> as I was reading this early on, I was like, what are, what are the vibes? What am I getting? And then I realized this is that thing in fantasy where. Um, kind of like geopolitical fantasy where a bunch of different, very culturally yeah. different nations share a continent. And like, so this is the Game of Thrones map. This is, is it kind of heads. If you love Game of Thrones, you're going to love this book. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of the same things. So this kind of adds a sheen of freshness to it where it's a familiar story, American history, but there it's it's phrased in a way that makes you reconsider the um, alliances and ideologies. Yeah, that part's really fun, really interesting. So, what, did you like this book? Yeah, and I think I think it ends with it ends with an interesting takeaway. So the takeaway is basically, I'll, I'll quote him here. He says it is fruitless to search for the characteristics of a quote unquote American identity because each nation has its own notion of what being American should mean. So. I think he comes up against this idea that like we can determine a holistic American identity. Every time we've tried to say multiculturalism or freedom or fighting the Nazis is our dominant identity. He says that's not actually everyone coming together and agreeing. He says that's one culture seizing the moment to say we are all this. The yeah. one moment he says that we've actually done this, we actually kind of were on the same page um, was in World War Two. He says that right. is the time when all like looking at voting records, looking at popular opinion, looking at like um, things people were saying about um, about each other. That all went mm-hmm. away because we had a common enemy. Uh, so what you're saying is this rise, the, the, the rise of the, the Nazis uh, in 2023 might be a good thing. Yeah, right. I told you. Bring us all together. Kumbaya. Yeah. It's not fun to read about division. Division is something which is so common and it's talked about so much, including on this podcast now, that we, uh, there's, there's over, there's, we're, we're, we're oversaturated. But what he's doing is he's explaining why those divisions exist. And that's kind of cool. It's cool to see. Um, okay, Ian, welcome to Tiffany's a place for you to yeah. tell me the bad things about your book. Uh-huh, yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that it could be really depressing. What name? No, say, tell I us something bad about your book. I'm going to go ahead and guess that <laughs> there's been guess. a lot of backlash against this theory. I bet a lot of historians stand up and they go, well, actually it's significantly more complicated than this. Yeah. Cause that's what historians do. Um, yeah. there have, there has been some historical kind of disagreement, but I'm not really phased by that because that's what you do. Like you, that's what the haters, somebody puts forward yeah. a claim. Somebody haters else. Gonna hate. Historians yeah, are just yeah. haters. 
Well, or or that's how <laughs> academic inquiry works. Like we go back and forth and we is wait a second. Oh, my God. People always complain about like the like the culture of academics, right? Like the culture that's of academia. Culture. Is it is it just haters? Is 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 that the culture of academia? Uh, that's Ian? The 12th is it haters going to hate? The 12th nation is, is, is haters and it's actually growing the fastest of any nation. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. No, no. Um, uh, my my Tiffany's is this. My Tiffany's issue is this. Um, I didn't realize this until I finished reading it. But when I did some research on him, I read Uh-oh. some reviews. He is a Yankee. As I read this, remember I said, who are the Yankees against? Who are the Yankees down? Like, like fighting against? everybody. They're against the everybody. South. Yeah. They, also the Yankees South. versus Deep uh, South. That's the big. Yeah. So, so you want to guess what, this, huh? what? You know what? <laughs> want to guess what culture he's the kind of the hardest on in this in this book? <laughs> Is it Tidewater? Is it the Spanish Caribbean? <laughs> uh, if it's Chicago, I don't know if this works as a Tiffany's because it sounds like this guy's great. <laughs> sounds like his head's in a good spot. Uh, Ian, no, this he's book pretty sounds, hard. He's uh, hard, hard on the deep south, and and that's um, justified, but also biased. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, Joe, you lose. Um, this book sounds oh, great. What? And that's oh, humiliating, Joe. You didn't even bring a book and you lost. Oh, and that, that game was God. great, too, Joe. That was a good game. I can't believe you didn't win. But when Ian oh. said this book had a map, that was it. I know. Some days you bring your best and it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Sometimes you eat the bear and sometimes the bear eats you. Yeah. Is that a mm. Russian saying? Uh, probably. Should be. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lidheads. Happy birthday, America. This great nation that is definitely one thing and not 11 different things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lidheads, we love you very much. If you'd like to support the show, the best thing you can do is go over to you don't know litpodcast.com. Suggest a, suggest a book, suggest a theme. Um, we love it when you suggest things because it makes us read books that we would not have read otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't always be America's birthday. And when it's not America's mm-hmm. birthday, we read books that you suggest. Um, otherwise, head on over to social media. You can like, subscribe, follow, etc. We Nick's been putting out some pretty good TikTok content yeah, lately. And I feel memes. like that. Did you guys see those memes? It got <laughs> pretty crazy. We had several dozen likes. So oh, it's getting wild on it's getting the internet. Serious. I feel like the first time we said Nick's been putting out good TikTok content on this show, it was a joke. But now he actually is putting good oh, TikTok content yeah. out which makes me feel like our only fans is right around the corner. All right. Beyond that, um, the number one thing you could do, I know that I said the best thing you could do for the show is suggest a book. The best thing you can actually do for the show is to tell a bookish friend about it. Litheads beget more litheads. And we would like it if you would go out and beget yourself some litheads. All right, lady. So he's, he goes through towards the end of the book. One of the, the funnest parts is he ticks through a bunch of different like potential futures for the U S and for these, these nations. And it's kind of it's a speculative, but it's fun. Oh, um, and nice. he he works through these, and they're different. We're not going to get into them. Hey, what's you he say about them. the Packers next season? <laughs> uh, actually, so he's thinking that we might become the um, the most important people in the world. Right? He says Great Lakes. global. Oh, global, because global the lakes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He doesn't actually. That's that's an interesting part. Of it. He doesn't deal much with climate change, um, which I think that's a. I mean, now, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, this is, this is what the way he ends that section. He says like, this could happen or this could happen, this eventuality. And then he ends it as follows. And this kind of stuck with me. This is what I'm going to take away from this book. But one thing is certain. If Americans seriously want the United States to continue to exist in something like its current form, they had best respect the fundamental tenets of our unlikely union. It cannot survive if we end the separation of church and states or institute the Baptist equivalent of Sharia law. 
We won't hold together if presidents appoint political ideologues to the Justice Department or the Supreme Court of the United States. Or if party loyalists try to win elections by trying to stop people from voting rather than winning them over with their ideas. Written in 2011, let me remind you. The union can't function if national coalitions continue to use House and Senate rules to prevent important issues from being debated in the open because members know their positions wouldn't withstand public scrutiny. Other sovereign democratic states have central governments more corrupted than our own, but most can fall back on unifying elements we lack, common ethnicity, a shared religion, or near-universal consensus on many fundamental political issues. The United States needs its central government to function cleanly, openly, and efficiently because it's one of the few things binding us together. Ah, fuck. So I want to <laughs> <laughs> revise what I said. This is actually a huge downer. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Happy birthday, America. You're the best. Oh, Are you sure America? he's not a time traveler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.